You're now tuning into the Who and How Club with your host, Eris Dejan. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Aristejan, checking in. It is episode 49. It feels good. Let me turn on this mic quickly. Hold on. Let me turn up the volume. All right, let's try this again. How's it going, everybody? It is Aristejan checking in once again. And uh, I started off by saying it is episode 49, which feels really damn good. We are one episode away from our 50th birthday. It's been a long time coming. You know the saying, you are the who and how club. I am the who and how club. We are the who and how club. We are the who's and how's of this world. And without you, without me, there is no we. And every week when we check in with each other, we're doing this for each other and for the people who are listening in. For the people who need to hear some positivity in their lives. For the people who need to understand that these challenges that we're all going through are temporary and they won't last forever. I do my best to share my stories and my experiences so that you all can either learn from it, uh, whether it's learning what to do or not to do. I try my best to be as transparent as possible to everybody who supports the show and listens in because why even do this if we're not going to be honest with ourselves or with each other? You know what I mean? We got to learn to forgive ourselves and learn to forgive each other. We got to learn how to not judge. Uh, But that goes for ourselves and one another as well, because you can judge yourself. You can hold things against yourself. You can not forgive yourself. You can be stuck in those modes. All the while, we're thinking that we got to forgive somebody else on the external and and, uh, aside from us. But uh, we actually have to forgive ourselves in certain moments and times and then with that we'll be able to forgive other people it all starts within you know what i mean and this is the the show where you can start within freely without any judgment and uh be honest with yourself and with others so i just want to continue to thank everybody who continues to support the movement um episode 49 i'm still shocked at it myself but we're grinding and we're gonna keep going until we get to 149 and 349 and episode you know 849 we're gonna keep this going as long as i'm inspired and i'm inspiring others and you all feel inspired and you tune in we're gonna keep this uh energy flowing and going uh i won't keep you all too long this is just a quick check-in Uh, I wanted to update you all on my therapy journey or my journey to therapy, as I like to call it. I found a therapist. So can we get some hand claps for that? That's right. I found a therapist. Now, I had touched base with a practice uh, recently. And uh, the individual that I spoke with and did like an initial assessment with, uh, I could tell that just speaking with that individual was going to, you know, keep me, it was probably going to trigger more anxiety. 
Um, and it's not to her fault. You know, I don't believe that everybody is for everybody. And uh, maybe her style would match for somebody else or match with somebody else's uh, energy. But immediately I could tell uh, that I wasn't going to enjoy the conversations that I would have with her. Um, and uh, in those moments, you feel bad, right? But I don't want anybody to ever feel bad about, you know, having to change your therapist or say no to somebody when if something doesn't fit uh, right for what you're looking for. Energy is everything. Time is important and you don't want to waste any minute of it, especially when it comes to your mental health or, uh, you know, your life journey. You know, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to wasting time, uh, especially with the wrong people or the wrong kind of situations. We, we look back and we try not to live in regret. Uh, but we do regret some of the, the time that we wasted with w- within the wrong situations or wrong people that we surrounded ourselves uh, by or involved, our, involved ourselves in. So when you get to that level of awareness, you start to really choose to use your time wisely and you try to use your energy and, and place your energy in the right places. You don't want to waste any minute or any any type of vibe on the wrong thing when you get to a certain stage in life. You know what I mean? That is the stage that I'm in currently. So I'm not just going to try something new if I already feel like it's not the right thing for me. So that individual that I spoke with at that initial practice, uh, it wasn't the right fit. It was my first time even doing something like that. So I'm still, I was still trying to get my foot in. But I had a, a beautiful conversation with a new uh, a new person. Uh, her name is Dr. Sims. And, um, you know, she's from the city and she has her own practice. And immediately her energy and her bubbly, bubbliness, I guess, you know, and how she responded to my inquiries. And we are, we immediately started sharing things. And it was so, the energy was reciprocal. And, um, the only problem with with that was that um, she's not meeting with any of her clients in person. So I was a bit reluctant because I felt like, you know, an in-person uh, experience, I feel I would benefit from that more. Um, so I was a bit reluctant. And after our great conversation, we were speaking about where her and I both sort of came from, you know, our, eth- our, our backgrounds, our ethnicities. And, you know, she's mixed, I'm mixed. And we were just talking and sharing some stuff, you know, and... She just seemed like a happy person, and I felt like she would be the right person for me to to speak with, and I explained to her that, you know, this is my first time, and I am looking for someone to, to lead lead these sessions, you know what I mean? Just to pick my brain and really, to, really get me out of this reluctancy of, that I have, you know, when it comes to speaking to someone that doesn't even know me. Um, the, the, ther- the, <laughs> the kind of therapy that I, I have experience in is, is whatever I've seen on television, you know, maybe on the Sopranos and stuff like that. So, you know, that, yeah, that's just, you know, I've, I've had my guard up, but she really, she's just been on the ball ever since her and I had our initial conversation. So when I spoke with her, I said, you know what, I'm going to call a few places, um, and I'll get back to her after I touch base because my focus was really, you know, meeting with somebody in person. After I got off the phone with her and she took that very well. She was like, yeah, she totally understands. And, you know, she was very supportive and 
you know, she was like, you know, take advantage of this opportunity and all that jazz. You know, if you guys listen to the previous episodes of the podcast, you'll know why I'm I'm going to be taking the psychotherapy and all of that jazz. So, um, you know, I got off the phone and I was I had a list of, of places to call, but just something in my gut was telling me, you know what? I don't need to call anywhere else. I found the person that I need. Even if the even if the sessions are going to be online, that's fine. You know, it's not about where this this takes place, but the fact that it just takes place is what's important. Um, and if I found the right person, I'm not going to, you know. I'm not going to just let this opportunity pass me. So I still I never called anybody. I never called her right back. I still took a day or two to just take a, you know, breathe and just really think about it but not overthink. I was still going with my gut feeling, which was, you know, leading me to her. And it, it felt right. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with her regardless. But I just wanted to give myself some time so that I knew that I wasn't just making an impulsive decision. I wanted to ensure that I would be okay with not doing sessions in person. And sometimes you got to take some time to yourself to figure stuff like that out. You don't want to rush something like this. You want to make sure you do it right and that you're certain and sure of yourself. And once I called her back a couple of days later and, you know, she was happy that I went with her and we spoke again and she just set everything up online with the online portal. And I have like an assess a couple assessment sessions uh, with her in this upcoming week. Now, I'm not big on people diagnosing me. Or diagnosing anybody, for that matter. I call them the alphabet people, you know, and they want to place these little alphabets and acronyms on you so that you can identify what you might have, quote unquote. I've never been into that. I've never been into that. And not because I'm in denial or anything like that. I just don't believe that it could be the things that we're going through, the things that we're affected by in the heart and in the brain. It's deeper than just a diagnosis. You know what I mean? And I don't want to reduce it to to just these these things. Um, But I do know what we've gone through in our lives in the past and the things that we haven't dealt with. They do affect us in the future and in the present, obviously. So I'm going to explain that to her. You know, I'm going to be fully transparent with her. And uh, like I said, energy is everything. And experiences, the experiences that we're going through in life can definitely shape us. That doesn't mean that we are diagnosed with something or that we're sick or, you know, it's, we don't need to use all these terms just to identify. But that's us as human beings, you know, like I've said before, like animals don't know, like we've chosen to call a shark a shark. I don't think a shark cares that it's called a shark. We've named it that, you know, people, beings have named the shark a shark. Uh, But the shark exists, whether it has a name or not. Uh, But us as a human race, we in order to understand, we've had to place these labels uh, onto things and living things. And, you know, imagine living in a world where nothing had a name. You know, just picture it for a second. What would that look like? How would we operate? Could we just exist and survive without names and titles and, you know? So that's my journey. 
uh, that's oh here's here's a key point too so my birthday is on April 26th which is this upcoming Monday my therapy session starts on the 27th the day after so I do feel like the universe has really really done this on purpose <laughs> made all of this happen on purpose because I'm I am going through a transitional stage in my life you know what I mean and um you know, this will all lead into uh, the new rule for today, for April rules, right? But it's trusting the process. And uh, we'll get to that l later on in a little bit. But um, it's just funny. I laugh at things like that. I feel like sometimes the universe really does things on purpose for you to, you know, just roll with the punches and just move with the, with the, with the current. This is your life. This is your life. <laughs> this is what's happening in your life right now. And you have to just accept it and roll with it. You know what I mean? So birthdays have never meant so much to me to the point where I need to go out and party or have drinks or birthday cake or anything like that per se. But each birthday is some sort of milestone because it's like, yo, I survived another whatever. I truly feel that our ages aren't really what they are. You know, like we are how are we one after like a year after we've been on this earth but yeah we were in alive in our mother's womb for like what nine months before even coming out and then when we come out we're what age zero that never made sense to me i do feel like we're all older than we really are and you know i've i've expressed my my uh my ideals on on time and the structures around that and the concepts around that and stuff like that but if we're just talking about what we know you know and the birthdays and all that jazz and the time and age whatever you know i mean i'm turning age 32 apparently <laughs> so that's what this upcoming monday represents and this will be a milestone for me because it is the transition into therapy where i'm going to get some additional assistance outside of you know, God and my family and what I, you know, my prayers and my routines um, and art. Art has really helped me express myself and get things out on paper as well. Um, so I'll be able to put therapy under my, my belt uh, as well. So I do encourage folks to, you know, do this. And I'm not just saying it because I'm doing it. I've just, it's just ironic that therapy has come up a lot lately since this whole thing has come out you know this process of me doing this and i've been having conversations i had a conversation with someone today who i i sort of look up to and i didn't realize that i look up to her until today's conversation um and uh i was able to humble myself during that conversation because she kind of called me out on something and i i had to put my stubbornness aside and be like yeah you know what you're right <laughs> and i think she out of a lot of the people that are in my life right now, I think she'd be the only person that I would be like, yeah, you know what? I would take heed and listen and, and really agree with everything she's saying. But she shared she shared something about her ther therapy uh, experience in her life and the reasoning behind why she has taken therapy and her experiences and what it's meant to her and stuff like that so just a lot of conversations about energy and therapy and people's experiences and that have been coming up um i did a reiki session last week um and um 
I'm following the individual that uh, I don't want to put her on blast, but she held a session for the organization that I'm working at uh, currently. And uh, that was a positive experience as well. Um, And I'm currently speaking with someone who is a Reiki practitioner and she has her own thing going on and her and I have connected on a deep level. So it's just I'm just being drenched in this type of energy. And I'm also at the same time being challenged uh, with my energy <laughs> and how to how to manage it on a day to day basis because I'm dealing with some really fucked up people in, right now, especially, uh, you know, with the work that I do and stuff like that. Just people, you know, at times I just feel. I just feel tired of dealing with with stupid people and, and people who just don't know better and. uh people who don't really mean well you know you can make mistakes and still mean well you know because you've made mistakes that doesn't mean you're a bad person um but there are those people that exist on this planet to balance us out who really don't mean well you know and they deliberately they just want to cause damage and stuff like that and i'm i'm ready to get out I'm ready to work for myself. You know, I'm not I'm not really inspired to work for anybody else anymore. Um, So this is all part of my transition. I have some good news coming up to announce soon. So um, just, you know, this podcast is therapy to me and being able to speak with all of you, all the guests that come on the show and and just share pieces of my life with all of you um, on a weekly basis is therapy as well. And that has helped. So. I'll keep you all updated. Um, and, you know, my birthday's on April 26th. So uh, I'll update you all on everything that I got going on. Um, but if there's something that you want to pursue, especially if it's therapy, I would say just just go two feet in. Decisions like these, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. Be certain about it. You know, be sure of yourself. Uh, be humble. You know, and be open. You know, you, you, nothing's wrong with speaking to somebody that you don't know. And you'll find insight. Uh, I guarantee it. Um, so I'll keep you all updated on my therapy journey. Since we last spoke, we had a few losses. Last episode was dedicated to Goldie, my guinea pig, who passed away. Uh, you know, I've, I have visited her a couple times since. Um so, you know, she's doing well. She's still, her body is still where I placed her. Um, but I hear her sometimes, you know, in my apartment. just like tweeting, treating, you know, like the little noise that they squeaking, I guess, you know. I would say treats, treats, treats. And she would be like, treats, treats, treats. Like that was our little routine. And there are times where I can hear her saying that in the apartment, you know. So um, that was at the end of March. That was the last episode. We recently lost... Uh, dmx uh so r.i.p dmx we also lost black rob um i wanted to just uh you know focus on this for a quick second because dmx when i was a child right and i was learning about music you all know i'm a rapper i do music like music has been a part of my life since forever you know not just in a generic way or a general way sorry but you know me pursuing music and you know being taught about music by my aunts and the the grown-ups that i looked up to and and my mother um you know being you know just 
purchasing my first CD. I'll never forget that experience. So growing up, there are little things that stick out in my mind, you know, that I could, I could just remember so vividly um, uh, with certain, you know, certain musical moments in my life, you know. Um, one, one moment that sticks out is when I first heard anybody say <laughs> SMD <laughs> on a, on a track or on a song. And that was DMX. You know, I was a kid living in the West End. It was like 98. Um, and I was staying with, when I was, when I, when I was growing up, my mom, she kind of left me and my sisters, uh, in certain places. Um, for certain periods of time, you know, while she was doing her own thing. That's another story for another day. But one of the families that I was left with uh, growing up, uh, it was a black family. And we lived, they lived above, uh, you know, like when you see a plaza and you see all the convenience stores and stuff like that, there are nine times out of 10, there are apartments above those, those, those stores and those plazas or whatever. And, um, uh, a lot of the times those apartments are huge. Some of them are two storied even, you know what I mean? So, uh, I was staying with a family that lived in one of those. It was, I think two, it was three storied. In fact, it had three floors and, um, the, the son of the family had a tape and it was DMX's tape, uh, his first album. Um, it's dark and hell is hot. And, um, yeah, he was playing Get At Me Dog, where my dog's at, with Sheik Looch. And I was just laying in the bed, you know, I was just sleeping. I was just chilling, you know. I never owned my own music. I never, like, had tapes or anything, aside from, like, what my mom had. My mom had Mary Jane Girls and all that stuff, you know. But I never had hip-hop tapes or anything. And uh, I'm listening to Get At Me Dog, and I'm like, yo, this beat is crazy. But I immediately knew that that beat was also used by um in the northern northern touch song by the rascals so i already made that connection and i'm young you know what i'm saying but i i just had i i just remember music videos on much music and um i was just connecting the dots but i didn't know who dmx was but i i'm listening to this track and i'm like falling asleep but he's playing next playing it next to the bed and uh on the uh on the stereo and I hear DMX say SMD. <laughs> and if you, you all know what SMD means, right? And I'm like, that's the first time I'm hearing those words, but also on a track, on a song. <laughs> and I'm like, I shouldn't be listening to this, but this shit is crazy and it's so dope. But I never said anything, you know, when I heard those lyrics. I never said to the son, like, yo, play that back. I was just really internalizing the music and the sound. And his DMX's voice just sounded so unique. Um, and then I remember seeing the black and white music video um, and seeing Russell Simmons. Like, I already knew who these people were. I knew what Def Jam was, you know. I just never spoke about it. It was just, it was as if I was doing my own research in my own time and just paying close attention. I loved watching music videos as a kid. Um, and I think that video was shot at the shelter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, I just knew about these things already. And I would read like the liner notes um, 
from the cassette tape and stuff like that and from CDs. Like I would always like review producers and and who wrote and who's a part of the arranging and the mixing and the mastering and stuff like that um so yeah my first my first introduction to dmx was hearing him say smd on that track and i just fell in love with dmx you know and i i always wondered like what the hell does dmx stand for and it wasn't until years later that you know i found out like i think dmx was one of the machines that he used uh, to to make beats or to play beats or someone was making beats and I think the machine was called DMX um, and he took it from that and uh, also Dark Man X uh, was sort of like what the acronym stood for so you know fast forward some months later and I'm living in Maple and I befriend somebody who's from Newfoundland um, down the street my first introduction to someone who's from Newfoundland and he has flesh of my flesh blood of my blood and that just that was within the same year and him and I were I'm a kid and he's like a grown-ass man and we're just debating about DMX um, and we're playing the album you know what I mean and we're talking about the Rough Riders anthem and all that jazz so you know I, I there was like this trifecta, you know, DMX, Ja Rule, Jay-Z. I was exposed to those three and they were like the horsemen at the time, in my mind, you know, like the three horsemen. I saw them on the magazine and Murder, Inc. You know, I thought that that was going to be like the biggest super group at the time. And it, it, I just remember it making me so excited as a kid um, to have like the top three artists that I saw at the time to be like, you know, together. So... You know, like seeing DMX in Romeo Must Die was like the biggest deal for me, like rappers in movies. Like I knew like there was Boys in the Hood and all of that. But DMX in a movie was just in a, in a martial arts movie, mixing hip hop and R&B with martial arts was like, yo, I, I copied those moves and, and did those moves in my living room like so many times. I must have seen that movie so many times and exit wounds and stuff like that but the the first album that i bought from dmx was and then there was x and uh i listened to that album back to back almost every day on my cd player that my mom ordered from for me like through the mail like she ordered a bunch of uh cd players for my sister and i uh through the mail and uh my mom used to give me 20 bucks a week and i would take it and go to the cd store and um that same year i bought and then there was x and jay-z's volume three life and times of sean carter um actually no sorry jay-z's volume three was first that was my first actual album that i ever bought and then and then there was x came next uh the following year in 2000 so yeah i remember listening to what these bitches want on the album and realizing and noticing how different it was from the video version and it would upset me like at the time like on album album versions i didn't understand the difference between an album version and a video version or a radio version of course there was the clean version and the raw version of course you'd get the raw version on the album but there were like additional lyrics or like additional like an extended version or like just additional vocals on certain songs back then or obviously hidden tracks on the albums you know like you'd see the video and it's like okay that's a single but when you buy the album where is that single oh you got to find it oh that's just a promo single like 
music as and hip hop and how albums were put together and stuff was just so so fun for me to figure out, you know? And uh yeah, that and then there was X album was really deep and hearing the prayers and I don't know. I cried for two artists that have passed. I cried for Aaliyah. That was back in 2001. I was a kid still, but I cried for her. I, I just cried when she passed. The second artist I cried for was Nipsey Hussle. I cried for him. I, I just felt, you know, I felt it. DMX, as much as I adored him and, and looked up to him, I didn't cry because I know that he's free now. Like, there's no need to cry. He's lived his purpose, and I feel like he's freed. He's free now. You know, you could tell just listening to the music, he was a tortured soul. You know, he's been through a lot. And, um, you know, the last few months of his life, you know, but apparently he was sober. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what happened. I refuse to, to look up what actually happened. You know, I see all the, they're saying that he passed from an overdose and all that jazz. I don't know what to believe anymore. And I try not to feed into it, but I do know that that was his time. He's 50 years old. It's his time to go. And I do believe that he's happy and free now because here on this earth, he was just anointed. He, he just, he saw the world very differently from the average person and his prayers were were more than just a prayer it was for us he prayed for us you know what i mean um so his time has come his time came and it was his time to go so uh rest in peace dmx um i know that there's some new music coming out as well uh swizz just released a new track for the godfather of harlem uh tv series and DMX is on the original um, theme song for that song, Just In Case, which I've spoken about. So, uh, yeah, his catalog has spoken for itself and he's left us with enough material to really revisit and get to know him and to get to know him even more. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, just another soldier that we've lost, especially in the music business. Um, so rest in peace, DMX. You've meant a lot to me. Um, yeah, we got to keep, we got to, we just got to keep that energy going. You know, I also watched the Rough Riders um, Chronicles and it sort of detailed a lot of things that was going on in that camp and stuff like that. And from DMX's perspective, so, and how they got DMX and everything, it shows you that talent supersedes you know they say that product supersedes everyone says different things based on what what's benefiting them you know a lot of people say content is king and you know product is is 90 percent and 10 percent is talent but in dmx's situation he had so many trials and tribulations and that never stopped anybody from pushing him or you know getting him on board and believing in him his talent is what you know, they loved him, regardless of his drug abuse or what he was going through. And, you know, they would go get this guy out of the trenches to come back to the studio and to create. You know, it was about the art. It was talent. And I do believe when you have talent, you'll last long. You know what I mean? There's longevity in talent. Um, but some might argue that. So who knows? 
Another loss that we uh, experienced was Black Rob, not too far after DMX passing. And Black Rob passed at 51. Um, and I remember receiving that album, Life Story. Um, I think it was Life Story or Thug Story. On the album, there's a track, and it's either called Thug Story or Life Story. So I could, they're interchangeable. I could be mixing them, them both up. But regardless, he had like a title track, uh, which was in connection to the title of the album. And I think the album was Life Story, but the track on the album was called Thug Story. But regardless, that album was passed on to me by like someone I consider to be a big brother. I never bought that album. We would bang it in the car whenever my big brother at the time, Billy, would uh would pick us pick me up as a kid you know like his mom babysat me his um that was a that was a greek family a greek family that sort of raised me growing up so you know later some years later uh, you know billy and i reconnected and we would this was like 99 uh 2000 and um yeah he had the album this is like a greek white boy uh bumping hip-hop and stuff like that and he said i could have the album and it meant so much to me i cherished it um so i have it i have it somewhere uh still saved so rest in peace rest in peace to black rob we never got enough material from someone like that but there's always this talk about who were the top five mcs at bad boy at the time black rob did release another album i think it was called the rob report um you know but Black Rob, I think, is in the top five of, of you know, top bad boy MCs. We just didn't get enough material from him. So rest in peace, DMX and Black Rob. Um, let's talk about rule number two. And it's in connection with uh, what I what I was talking about earlier. So rule number two. And I posted this on that on my Instagram page. So. Uh, if you haven't been keeping up with April Rules, go to Only One Eris on all social media platforms, um, and uh, you can follow who uh, the Who and How Club on Who How Club on all media platform social media platforms, and you can go to the website www.whohowclub.com. Also, if there's anything that you've heard today that resonates with you, feel free to touch base with me. Send me an email. I know people don't really, I don't know if they do send emails this way for shows and stuff like that. But if not, you could always just DM me directly, which a lot of people tend to do. Uh, but either way, the email is whohowclub at gmail.com. And uh, you could just share uh, if you have any uh, journeys to therapy or any thoughts on DMX or Black Rob. Um, or if you're also make trying to make a transition into working for yourself as opposed to working for others or these organizations out here, out here that it's like slavery, um, <laughs> feel free to holler at me and we could, uh, we could share some thoughts and maybe inspire one another. Uh, but let's focus on rule two today. So I posted rule two on Instagram and rule two is trust the process. Now, what does trusting the process look like? What's the process? Like, whose process? Is it your process? Is it life's process? Um, what is the process? Process kind of represents growth. The growth, the, the, the stages in between that you're going to have to experience until you get to that end goal that you have in your mind. 
Now, at times, we second guess everything that's going on in our lives. We even try to control everything. We even push away our blessings when the universe literally plants them right at our doorstep because we don't trust. We question the positive and doubt the positive possibilities or outcomes because we don't trust. Now, in my opinion, I think it's time to trust. Trust your journey. Trust what's meant for you. Trust the positive energy that comes to you when you didn't even ask for it. Trust the new opportunities and chances at love. Trust the in-between because that's the fun part. You got to trust your gut and trust yourself. This is the process to trust. Now, we second guess a lot of things. We second guess it. We second guess ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves enough. We shut away. You know, we, we close. You know, we... I wasn't going to say I was going to say close off, but I really mean to say shut down challenges that come our way. Now, I'm, when I'm speaking to all of you, I'm speaking to me, too. I'm trying to give myself advice. You know what I mean? This is not like. Uh, the pot calling the kettle sneaky or anything like that, I, I'm in this with you because I got to wake myself up at times, right? I get caught and drenched in and drenched in these in my emotions and my in my frustrations and stuff like that. But. You know, challenges are good. And if a challenge comes your way, accept it, accept it, take it on. Because the truth of the truth of the matter is, is that you're you're um, you're strong enough to take on that challenge. People are going to be people no matter what. They're going to say what they say. They're going to do what they do. They're going to think the way they think. And uh, a lot of the times we get frustrated because these same people don't think, say, or feel the way we do. So there's a mismatch. You start to question like, yo, why, why don't you feel the way that I feel? Why don't you see this the way I see it? But we just got to accept it. We got to trust that these interactions, these things that you're going through, these challenges are, are all leading you to somewhere great, somewhere greater. Steel sharpens steel. So you're going to become something and someone greater after you go through these trials and tribulations. So trust the process. Trust that in between. You know how many times I had to create this show in order to even get to episode 49. Who would have thought? But I trusted the process. There were people that were involved and then weren't. But I trusted the process because I said, you know what? This is mine. I'm going to go through whatever I got to go through to get this off the ground. And I did it. And I shined. And I'm continuing to shine. But I had to go through some frustrations at first. I had to go through some disappointment. I had to go through some sadness. Before I meet the love of my life, before I embrace her, I've had to go, I, I, I have to go through the worst of them, <laughs> the worst of the worst. I, I have to prepare for that new love that I'm going to experience. So I got to go through the shitty love first. I got to be a shitty boyfriend before I could be a great one. But I got to trust it. I got to trust my gut. And so do you. So rule number two for April rules is trusting that process. All right. Trust me. I'm going through it. Uh, and I would never tell you something that, you know, wasn't right and wasn't true and wasn't honest because i'm speaking from experience with that said i'm gonna sign off and i really hope that everybody's out there that everybody out there (laughs) 
uh, is taking care of their mental health and their mental well-being. Um, take care of your hearts. Take care of your bodies, your minds, your souls, your spirits, and your energy. Don't waste any more time. And don't give anybody uh, any more power over you. You can, you, you, you set the tone. It's time to be happy. It's time to trust. It's trying to move. It's time to move at your own pace. And it's trying, it's time to do your own thing. <sighs> Anyways, thank you for listening. Episode 50 is coming and I got some dope plans. Shout out to the council. I'm going to be introducing some really dope people to you all. And uh, these are people that have meant a lot to me. So keep a lookout. We're going to celebrate episode 50 together. And uh, I'll be talking to all of you within a week. So you know the saying, you are the who and how club. I am the who and how club. And we are the who's and how's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. And I've been your host, Eris Dejan. This has been the Who and How Club, and I'm signing off. I'll check in with you in a week, all right? One.